Hey, welcome back to our podcast where we help you find the joy in motherhood through biblical truth. We're your hosts, Kelly, Becky, and Danielle. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, welcome back to the Holy Grind. We are so excited that you chose to spend this time with us. Uh, I'm really excited today because we have our friend Sarah Primus back. Woo-hoo. And woo, yeah, we can clap. We can clap about that. <laughs> um, that's right, snap. Uh, I'm just really excited because we've had Sarah on in like previous episode one or two. I'm trying to remember. I think just once. once. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go back and check yeah. out. Uh, I've been on two. <gasps> oh, yeah, I know she's two. two. I, I talked about prayer and the word. That's right. That's right. She is our top guest. That's and you know right. what? It's because she's so awesome. And yeah. we're just... We just so appreciate the gift of God that she is mm-hmm. for our life, what she's been in my life, mm-hmm. uh, just as we've gotten to know each other in the past, you know, more and more in the past few years. So uh, Sarah Primus, her and her husband, Pastor uh, Keystone Victoria, and uh, welcome, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> I am so honored and humbled that you guys would ask me to come and be with you again because I know that you have all been such an encouragement for me and like Kelly said coming to know you more and more hearing that really we're so Mm like-minded and have a similar heart Mm -hmm. in uh, our relationship with the Lord and in the way that we raise our children Mm -hmm. so it's nice to find community of like-minded people to encourage one another in the Lord Um, uh, we pastor, my husband and I pastor Keystone Victoria, and we consider ourselves a house of prayer. Our main focus and thrust is, uh, to minister to the Lord. So we spend a good chunk of our time in worship Mm -hmm. and then in prayer and in intercession. But mostly our desire is to minister to the heart of the Lord. Mm -hmm. There's different types of ministry and all of them are needful but in our heart is to first and foremost minister to the Lord Mm -hmm. and that's maybe sometimes a forgotten ministry because we see so much need in the world that the immediate response is to go and try and meet the needs of people Mm -hmm. but we see throughout scripture that the Lord is looking for a people that are wanting to touch his heart first and foremost. And Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we just hold this heart that if you love the Lord first, Mm -hmm. then he fills you with his love. And then from that love that he fills your heart with, then you go and you touch other people as Mm -hmm. you're going throughout your daily life. So we're here, we've said in our uh, church, we're here to build an altar. This Mm -hmm. is just for the Lord. And, you know, if he brings people in and they're touched, then that's wonderful. And he has, you know, obviously. But first and foremost, we are here to bring him something and to be pleasing to his heart. And that's kind of where we're at. And, you know, it's not um, everyone's ministry, but we believe it's a vital ministry because really um, all 
revivalists say nothing can happen Mm -hmm. without there first being prayer. Mm -hmm. And when we started on this path, uh, the Lord gave us Genesis 26, where they had to dig out the wells Mm -hmm. that um, Abraham had dug. Isaac had to go and he had to dig out um, the dirt that had been put in those Mm -hmm. wells uh, before there could be a place where there was water to drink from. And so that's kind of been what we've been doing these past five years is digging out wells uh, there's been revival in Victoria um, in past centuries, decades, um, and the enemy likes to come in and just throw stuff in yeah. the springs. And so we're just like, this is hard work, but we're going to dig out the wells. Come on. <laughs> and so that's what we've been doing. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, just stay <laughs> tuned. You're going to be encouraged today. <laughs> and if you're not, we're going to be. <laughs> so if oh you're in God. the Victoria area, I'm just going to do this. When can people come and be part of this house of prayer? Yeah, so every, we meet every Wednesday thing. at 630, uh, yeah. 804 Queens Avenue is yeah. our address. Yeah. And we also have a Sunday morning service at 10. And uh, we just come and we minister to the Lord. We try and we try and be pretty open to Holy Spirit and yeah. um, what's on your heart. What do you want us to pray? Uh, you know, we have plans, but we hold them loosely. And so that's... Yeah. I love that. It, we're we're a small community. We're a small community, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, his presence is there, and that's small what matters. and mighty, <laughs> yes. mighty. I, it's one of my favorite places to come and worship. So I, I'm looking forward to being there soon. The prophetic mama. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw that Sarah started writing some of the things mm-hmm. that the Lord has put on her heart and mm-hmm. sharing them. Uh, so the Instagram handle is at prophetic mama. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I saw this and I'm like, we got to have Sarah on. Like we've got, <laughs> we have to have her on. She's got to talk about what's in her heart. Uh, kind of what, what spurred you to do this? How did that come about? So, uh, <clears throat> honestly, the Lord has been speaking to me since I was 19 about writing and like, not just to me, but other through other prophetic words. Yeah. And Uh, ever since then, I've kind of been like, okay, I'll know when the season is right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I've had four children and with various needs and homeschooling and the time has just never really felt right. And in the past few years, in the past year in particular, I've had like three different words people praying over me, talking to me about writing again. Mm -hmm. And I have just been like, okay, Lord, you have to tell me what to write. Cause I don't want to just write my own opinion. I want to write from his heart. I want right. it to actually be what he's saying. Absolutely. And, uh, I was actually listening to you guys. You uh, had, I think it was Esther young child, young, young, cloud. Cloud. young, yeah. cloud, young cloud. She was talking to you about writing music and the process she's gone through with her children and she said she was going to commit to writing one song a month or whatever. And the scripture from Matthew 25 that says, um, he who has will be given more, uh, came to me. And the concept of using what you have, even if it seems like it's a little bit or if it's not big or significant or even a lot is the process of what gives you more and 
I was like, Lord, I want you to give me more revelation. Yes. I don't, you know, like I, I want to know all that I can from you. I want you to reveal yourself to me in the fullness of the way that I can on this side of eternity. So if that means that I'm writing out and using what you've given me, then I want to do that because yeah. I want more revelation. I want to know you more. Yes. So thank you guys for having her <laughs> and encouraging me in that. And that kind of started the process. It's like, I know he's called me to it. And I have thoughts all the time. He's speaking to us. If we're listening, if we're reading our Bible, he's speaking to us. And I just was like, I'm just going to write down what he's speaking to me. And I decided to do the Instagram thing ultimately mostly to keep myself accountable so that I know that I have something that I want to put into and I probably will never be the person that has a post three times a day, but it's more the discipline of, oh yes, I have a place that I want to go and I want to put my thoughts. And if someone is encouraged or blessed or provoked, (laughs) convicted, encouraged, then that's wonderful. But ultimately I want to be a faithful steward of what I know God has spoken to me. And even if this is just for him, even if I'm writing this down and it's just pleasing to him that I'm obedient and I believe what he's spoken to me, then that's enough for me. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how you were listening to our podcast <laughs> and you got inspired <laughs> to start writing because yes. this podcast Lord. started with the Lord giving me a dream an, and an us an being obedient yeah. that's awesome. to that, to just mm-hmm. like, okay, Lord, what's here? So we start praying and then it just came, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. it's so awesome. And something that we've really talked about is like, don't despise small beginnings, right? Totally. It's like just starting and just being obedient, like you said. And I love what you said about okay God if you're telling me to write I want more from you I want more revelation that's so I'm reason. that's a good enough reason yeah. exactly mm-hmm. so oh that's so encouraging yeah <laughs> and yeah there can't there can never be too many because I don't think there are a lot but too many voices that are challenging the the norm like what we're hearing yeah. and mm-hmm. bringing the truth but bringing it in like I don't want to say unfiltered but just kind of like you know, there's no considerations about what people are going to think when you yeah. r- when you read what you wrote because mm-hmm. you're just considering God and what he's speaking. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like adding in, oh, who's going to be reading this and what about this group exactly. of people? And, yeah, anyways, Ultimately, I want to be authentic to I know, to who I know the Lord has made me to be. And that was kind of the point of the name mm-hmm. that I gave it as well is uh, the Lord told me, three or four years ago, he said, if you do not believe what I have told you you are, then how will you ever believe who I say that I am? That's a mic drop right there. (laughs) Because they're interconnected, right? Like, so he's he's spoken to me about having a prophetic grace. Mm. And if I do not say, okay, this is what you have said about me, Lord, then, then when he tells me who he is, then how will I ever believe that? Because it's the same voice that's speaking it, right? It's the same person that's revealing it. This is who I am. This is who you are. Who you are is intended to be a reflection of who I am and that's my desire it's so so refreshing to hear because I hear you um right now I feel like we hear so much about like self-love and like 
self, um, you know, fulfillment. Self-help. Yeah, kind of all self, that. Even self, in, in, self. in Christian circles, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it's so refreshing to yeah. hear saying, it, it, it's from a perspective of saying, like, being submitted to the Lord yeah. is when I become who he's called me yes. to become. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. me being positive enough about myself or, you know, kind of these niceties or fluffy things we can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but rather is, am I, am I going to believe who he says he is? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the fruit of that is I'm going to believe as well who he says that I am because yes. his word is true yes. because he is who he says he is, right? Yeah. So I just, I feel like that is such a refreshing uh, perspective right now that is so needed. So like, needed. You know? Like so needed. And it's scary. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, the Lord has shown me glimpses of who he's called me to be and it scares mm. me. <laughs> because I know I'm called to ruffle feathers yeah. and I don't want to. And so lately the Lord has been telling me, your life is not your own. Like he's been saying that so many times and it's been so painful. And I'm like, Lord, Mm -hmm. Lord, Mm -hmm. like he's breaking me so that I can step into that. And when you said that, it's like me holding back, maybe holding back who he's called me to be is holding back who he is. Right? And that representation mm-hmm. to the world. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that's selfish. Uh-huh. And the thing that I'm trying not to be mm-hmm. is selfish, right? And it's just like, Jesus. Like, it's so, like Kelly said, so refreshing, yeah. so encouraging because we need the word of God. It says, the truth will set you free. Yeah. And if we won't speak the truth, how are we going to see the freedom we want to see? Absolutely. It says, if, they, yeah. if there's no holiness, people can't see God. Absolutely. Right? And so, yeah, yeah I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm about to give my preaching uh, like, hankies. My preaching hankies. <laughs> You, have you read Jeremiah 1 where the yes. Lord specifically yes. came to Jeremiah and said, your ministry is first to pluck up and pull down <gasps> and then to build and plant. That's right. So there are things that have to be plucked up and pulled down before they can be built and plant, right? <sighs> so deception and lies have to be mm, dealt with right. before the truth can be planted in. That's and right. there's a need for that. There so is. just... The release of the Lord on you today, in Jesus' name, in Jesus like name. in Jesus' name, it. for you to have the confidence that that is not wrong, mm. and the grace to speak in love, but truthfully, like it's it's needful for people to come along, and the word of God is described as a sword, and sometimes yeah. we kind of want it to be like a butter knife, but it's supposed <laughs> to be a sword, right? Like it's supposed to divide and pierce. There it is. And, and and, and Jesus is coming back with a sword That's coming forth from his right. mouth. So, so it's a, a preparatory ministry that is so needful in the body of Christ so that when we see Jesus face to face, that there's not people that are like, I never heard, I never knew, mm. I never saw. Mm. But but it's it's needful. It is needful, right? It's hard. I knew this girl hard. Becky, she was a Christian. She never told me. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, also, that's gonna be like our. Uh, we gotta make a T-shirt. Uh, like, yeah, please. Like be a sword. No, 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 no. <laughs> please, our okay. first. Like, can we do 
like it is so true but it's like <laughs> we want to be liked right like yeah, I'm just absolutely. gonna say it yeah. I want to be liked oh, totally. Every, like my yeah. whole life until I started saying hard things people were like I love Danielle and then when you start to say hard things people don't people don't don't yeah. want to hear yeah. it. And I'll have friends that will stop talking to me, you know, because yeah. they know I'm going to say something. Yeah. And, but we need it. Mm. Yeah. And I just need to get over myself. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I have a quote. If you're unwilling to receive the Lord's correction, he'll not use you to correct others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that just yeah. kind of really was so relevant to my life in this like couple mm-hmm. two weeks because the Lord challenged me. Mm-hmm. on saying receive my correction first and kind of what you're saying and then uh, from that place of you know being humble to the lord yeah. then you can build up yeah right yeah mm-hmm. um i think honestly <coughs> i probably have had to learn that like hebrews 13 says that the lord loves those he disciplines yeah, he right, disciplines yeah. those whom he loves and like we tell our children, like our first mode of action is with our words. You're off here, come back into alignment there. Mm-hmm. You're going the wrong way. You've overstepped a boundary. The first mode of discipline is with his words, whether it's through a trusted leader or right. whether it's to your heart yeah. when you're convicted about something. Uh, but you know, then it's like, if we, if we don't listen to those places of correction, then we're actually just hardening our heart and then it gets harder to hear him. Right. And when I'm having a hard time hearing the Lord, it's like, okay, was there something that he tried to correct me on or told me to do Mm. that I did not do? And I need to go back and I need to repent and I need to do what he said to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not popular because, uh, you know, we live in a world where love is approval of everything that someone does, but love according to the word of God means that he comes and he disciplines us by bringing us back into alignment with his word and his nature and his character, because we are called to represent him, not ourselves. We're called to represent him, not our culture. And that always comes from hearing, hearing no, like is, is, is a thing, right? It's like, okay, (laughs) no, (laughs) you know, but, but asking the question, like, Lord, I want to do this. What do you think about this? Totally. Yes. No, I want to buy this. Yes. No, you know, whatever it might be, that is your thing. But coming into the place of the fear of the Lord, I want my life to be pleasing to you in all things. And so I, want to hear your correction but it you know it's it's like if you have children and we were kind of taught this if you have children and they are you know disrespectful disobedient those types of things the first place to come back to and say is lord have i been obeying your commands you know and kids are kids and they're gonna push boundaries and all that kind of stuff but it's like if you are not living a yielded life that is going to like infiltrate into your home and then the honor will not be there in your home as well right so these are things that i'm just mindful in my own life it starts with me yeah 
right? In my own life, I have to receive the discipline of the Lord. In my own life, I have to receive my husband saying, you know, you're saying this, but this is not in alignment with the word of God or our pastors or whatever it might be, because I want... I want to see my children blessed. And the Bible says that for children to be blessed, they are called to honor their father and mother, right? So I have to honor my heavenly father first in all things and then teach my children what honor looks like. But I can't really teach something that I'm not living out in my own life (laughs) that I'm not practicing, right? So um, it's just, it's... It's hard. It's a grind. Sometimes it's a grind. But the reward is so yeah. worth it. That's like mm-hmm. that Rita Springer song. Do you mm-hmm. y'all remember that? It's like gonna we're talking about it. It's gotta be worth it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be worth it. And yeah. And one of the things that I always I've been saying this week is like life with Jesus so much better than without Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's just that's a very simplistic kind of like yeah. summary of things, but like I just I just know that. I've just he's yeah. proved it over and over, over and again. Over. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And even um, when it hurts. Even when it's it hurts. better with him. <laughs> and you see the fruit of yeah. it. Like yeah. I'm thinking about like how many times, you know, if we're using our kids as as the example, how many times have I been to a place and we have hard times and my kids sometimes don't listen and all, you know, it's real. Definitely. But how many times have I been to a place or been to, you know, in a long church service or whatever and and because of those small steps that we've taken to train up our kids, yeah, yeah, everyone's like, "Whoa!" Like you can take all four of your kids. Oh, I know. Out and do this, or, know, yeah. or like yeah. you take them to a late night church service every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because they've been told that this matters or this is important yeah. that we practice and we've done all this, and the fruit of it is so worth it. Yeah. in my life in their life and absolutely apply that to whatever area of your life right as like, my older two are getting older that is what i remind them of the most i tell them that the world does not value or teach honoring parents and honoring olders yeah. mm-hmm. second timothy 3 actually says that in the last days that children will be disrespectful That's to their parents right. so it's a spiritual entity at work yeah. against their children yeah. kids are kids but there's also yes. a spiritual dynamic yes. that's drawing children into being disobedient to their parents Absolutely. right but i remind my older two i say when you choose to honor you are giving glory to god more than anything you could ever say because yeah. children are not taught yeah. to honor their parents. Yeah. So it, this is I, so I tell them this is not just for me to make me happy. This is so that you are honoring yes. the Lord because yes. this is the command you're given as children is to honor yeah. your father and mother. Amen. And so when you do that, you are reflecting Jesus yes. more than anything else you could say or do right Amen. now. Amen. I actually the Lord spoke to me at the conference and I he was just talking to me. He said I was like, Lord, why is motherhood so hard? Like, Mm -hmm. why is this so hard? Why do I feel like I'm dying, basically? Mm -hmm. And he was like, Danielle, this is not about you. Motherhood's so hard because the enemy wants the kids. And so he goes after the mom to destroy the kids. It's not actually about the mom. It's about the kids. And I was like, whoa. And so if you can get the mom down, you can get the kids down. If you can get the mom discouraged, the kids, right? It's this whole spiritual atmosphere. And like postpartum depression, all those kind of things. Like right away, the enemy goes after the mom, right? Because he knows he wants the kids. It's not about us. It's about the 
next the generation. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it just yeah. broke me. And then my daughter at, on Sunday, I was having a really hard morning and I turn around and she's worshiping. She's three and a half and she's worshiping. And then she comes and she lays hands on me and starts praying for me. Mm. And I just broke. And I was yeah. just like, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. like this. Wow. Like I might be blowing it sometimes, you know, yeah, but totally. you, you got my kids, yes. you know, and yeah. just to trust that he has our kids. And if we are mm-hmm. seeking the Lord, yes, you might mess up, but if yeah. you're seeking the Lord and you are doing like, he's going to get your kids and not to have fear because these kids yeah. are giant slayers. Yeah, <laughs> these absolutely. kids are, get, they are being yeah. raised up for big things, yeah. mighty things. Like God chose our kids for this generation for a specific reason. And we don't have to fear because they have everything in them that they need for this generation. And so Absolutely. I was so encouraged. My three and a half, she just broke me. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, so good. Those are the encouraging moments. Oh. The, the thing is, is that um, there's the tendency to, when you're doing something that's, you know, uh, consequences or discipline or whatever it might be that you're utilizing in your training of your children, sometimes it can look like or feel like it's not working. And that's the lie because the Bible says that when you are consistent, it it says that the rod of correction drives foolishness out of the heart of a child, right? Like, so, so there, there are things that the Bible says Mm -hmm. that you have to remind yourself, no, the word of God says that this works. So I might not see immediate fruit of it, but if I'm doing this in love, I'm doing this consistently, as Mm -hmm. consistently as we can. We're like, we're humans. We make mistakes. We overlook things sometimes. We're like, I just can't deal with that right now. But like, uh, the word of God says that if you do it, then it will mm-hmm. bear the fruit. But the lie is when it doesn't look like it's working in a moment to be like, okay, right. well, that's not working. So I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like the, the persistence, the consistency, yeah. the steadfastness. Those are the things that are yeah. going to pay the dividends in the long run. That's right. right. Cause we're such a microwave generation, right? You ever <laughs> yeah. hear that sermon or microwave generation serving a crock pot God? <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <That's hilarious. laughs> Even the consistency in ourselves, because I find with parenting, you can be so worried about, like, everything you're trying to teach and, like, all the good things that you want to teach. And then, like, overlook, like you were saying, about how it has to happen in you. Otherwise, there's no merit to what you're trying to teach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of us possibly, you know, experience that as kids. Where it was like your day taught all the right things. Yeah. But there wasn't that backup of, like, well, I see this. So it happens in your life. You. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So sometimes you can get bogged down and like, oh man, am I telling them everything I'm supposed to? But like to like also focus their seeing and the, they're getting fruit from you putting the investment into yeah. your well, and it's not it's not the perfection, right? Oh, it's the yeah. consistency, right? Exactly. It's like, you know, I messed up. I'm really sorry. And yeah. apologize. Yeah. Apologize. Yeah. We yeah. so many, so many times. Hey, <laughs> I responded wrong. I could have just talked to you about that rather than be like, come on, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. Oh yeah. My husband and I just had this conversation a few days ago, like, you know, the best like kind of like example of discipleship we can give them, or one of the best ways. I don't always want to be messing up, but it's like 
<laughs> to go and teach repentance. Yeah. And for them to see it in us. Yeah. What happens like, when we mess up? Repentance has been like a theme of my life for the last three weeks. Thank you, Jesus. It's I appreciate thing. it. I you. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, to be, to be truly repentant and to say, yeah. this mm-hmm. is how, like, I've wronged you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is how, and, and mm-hmm. can we start again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's incredible how the kid, the kids are so full of grace oh, and yeah. yeah, so many times. Mm-hmm. Sarah, can I ask you just like practical, a couple practical questions I was just thinking about like, okay. uh, how do you, like, when do you practically write? Like, how does that happen? Cause I know you're homeschooling, you have four kids, uh, you know, you lead a church. <laughs> when does that, ha- how does that happen for you? Just like practically, <laughs> like if we have some like young moms out there that are like, Oh wow, I'm so inspired. And it's going to look different for everyone, obviously, but I always like to ask that question. I do not have a set time to be honest right now. I kind of if I have something that is germinating in my heart and I'm like I feel like I need to write that down, it's like before I go to bed mm-hmm. or um Simeon's in um a therapy that's like two hours and it's like I don't have time to drive back and forth back and forth so I sit in the car oh, and I yeah. and I write or nice. I pray about what I, you know I, I, I'm yeah. like praying in tongues before I write like okay I want to write what you're saying and not just you know so uh, whenever I can <laughs> in the car while you're waiting for some, the kids to get something done yeah. or yeah. before bed that's yeah. perfect that's on yeah. the boat, right that's, yeah. and that's real like I, I find that like such an encouragement because sometimes you know or if you're looking online or something at other writers yeah. or songwriters or mm-hmm. musicians whatever exam or preachers you know yeah. we see them you know 10 years into their ministry mm-hmm. or you know whatever just like in a different stage and mm-hmm. and we often don't see that you know you're in your car with your ipad right. you know, <laughs> on the steering wheel writing speaking in tongues and somebody's like who's she talking to you know, right? so i just i love kind of those moments because yeah. that is that is the stage of life we're at and yeah. I, that is how the kingdom is expanded in my life totally you know yeah. with a baby on my hip yeah. Right yep. now. I feel like we could keep talking forever and ever because there's so many good things that come up from one topic to the next. But mm-hmm. as, yeah, we have a lot of moms and young moms and busy moms who listen. So, Sarah, if you had like a word of encouragement or maybe something the Lord's put on your heart or just what you would need to hear today, what would you say, mm-hmm. yeah, to us moms? <laughs> I would say be faithful with the little and he will be faithful to give you more. Amen. And that he's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a heart of consistency. We receive it. (laughs) Yes. I receive it. I receive it. (laughs) And thank you for joining us on this holy grind.